0: This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. Yo! listen, is the Pursuit Podcast on the Out of Collective. I'm your host, as always, Mr. Adam X. Love me, hate me. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, guys. Uh, my guest this week, Emily Tidwell. She's been on the show. This isn't like a, a fireback to the past. This is what's happening now, where we're going, what we're doing, uh, things that grind her gears. Hot takes for me. Super fun back and forth conversation. I'm gonna get right into it. About the world, just just absolutely crumbling. Yeah. But Emily, you're back on the show. For anyone who doesn't know, Emily Tidwell. She did I don't know one of my early episodes. I don't know what episode. Should I know what episode?
1: I don't know. I don't know what episode. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't. I don't know. But photographer, artist, skier, podcast host now. Yeah. But like you hang your hat in the photography world.
1: Yeah, that's definitely where I would choose to be known at. The podcasting is still pretty new. And that was more of like a passion project that's becoming something consistent. So yeah, let's just go with photographer over podcaster first.
0: Are you still having fun doing photography?
1: Ooh, what a... What an interesting question. Um, As of right now, yes. uh, Like nine months ago, no. (laughs) But I took a huge break and um, gave myself a moment to have a little bit of burnout and like coming back in. And I just got off of an event um, this last weekend, Broken Arrow, that's based in Palisades here. um, And I had a lot of fun shooting that. So yes, I am having fun with photography again.
0: Do you think the break hurt you professionally?
1: Um, ooh, that's another hard one. Yes and no. Um, I think that taking the foot off the gas pedal for a little bit absolutely did like take me back a bit. But I think if we're looking at longevity of my career in the next like 10, 15 years, it did not hurt me at all. And I think if I hadn't taken a step back, I don't know what I would have been doing in five years. Like I might have not been taking photos anymore, or I wouldn't have been doing it in the outdoor world.
0: That is a fantastic answer. Yeah. Because it, I I mean, I asked because I, I dealt with it. I lived it. I, I know where you were at. And I think five years ago, I was really, really, really deep in the photo. Yeah. And I'm like, now I'm not. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, I think life is about pivoting, but like, it is interesting. Like my second shooter for years texted me last week and was like, Hey, will you second shoot for me for a wedding? And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll shoot. Yeah, absolutely. But it was like a weird, like oh, I don't really do that anymore.
1: Are you feeling excited about it though? Um,
0: I think it's okay.
1: Yeah, okay. Like that's valid.
0: Yeah, I'm not. It was more. I was more like I didn't realize that I had pivoted. It was kind of mm-hmm. like more the epiphany. Like I have. I always have a couple photo gigs that I do. I just shot um, a college graduation. Like I've I've done that for the last ten years. Like it's always been like my gig. It's a great yeah. gig, but like having like to do other things, I had kind of stepped away from. And it was just funny to get the text and be like, "Oh yeah, I guess my second shooter, who like was actively pursuing this, is now doing this." Yeah. And I'm like not actively pursuing it because it hit a point where I was just over it.
1: Yep. Yeah. And then that sucks because I don't know, I had a moment where because so much of my world and my thought process, even since I was a teenager, was all around photos and skiing. And then when I was like hitting massive burnout and like talking to my husband about whether or not I might even like completely quit skiing, I was like, who who am I if I don't have the photo and the ski? And like, can I pivot out of that? So I think taking the break and being like, oh, could I transition into other sides even of the industry? Oh, my God, my dog Um, (laughs) was was nice to see if I could experiment with. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I the break was nice. I'm ready. Put me back in coach. I'm good to go.
0: So what are you most looking forward to shooting right now?
1: Um, Well, even in the last two years, it's been it's been event work, but in the outdoor space. So. Um, like, honestly, this trail running event that I shot got me so jazzed because there's something about event work where I have absolutely no control over anything. I can't control the weather. I can't control the athletes, how people's attitudes are, where they're going to be in my frame, really. I just have to think about it in an other creative, I don't know, strategic way. And that gets me really excited, especially to make something that's like an event where, you know, your standard photos that you get from events, if you run one and you purchase something off a website, it's like, hey, it's you running in this frame. And like, it is what it is. But how can I make that photo feel more fine art and like something that you'd want to hang up on your wall gets me really jazzed. So the whole event scene I'm really into and then pushing like really cool pitches and projects that are a out of the realm of skiing and b something that like maybe the younger me before I really cared about skiing or anything would get really excited about, you know, like trying to do some like meteorology, like projects and some storm chasing stuff next season. So I'm like really jazzed about that. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, I like that you mentioned the event thing because it's, it's controlled chaos. Like they can Mm -hmm. the event organizers control as much as they can, but like, it's, it's chaos. If you have 20,000 athletes going on a course, it's, it is what it is. But I did always struggle with like delivering a fine art photo over just like, make sure you get their bib in the photo so that they can find it. And like, how have the brands or the event companies like, been receptive to you delivering those type of photos. Does that question make sense?
1: Yes, it does. And I think it's because the position that I've shifted into over the last couple of years has been on the promotional side of it versus like the get every racer energy. When I get my contract, I still get a lot of stipulations around like this is ideally like the body form that we want and like how we want our racers to look but then they're also like, make this event look sexy, you know, make it look like something that everybody would want to get into. And it's fun because most of these things that I've been shooting, the environmental is so visually appealing that you being, let's say for this, yeah, like a trail runner, if you're tiny in this frame, but you see how epic the world is around you, it's like, for me, that's appealing. And for the brands that have been hiring me and the event coordinators have been hiring me, that's also an appeal that they want because they want more signups. And I mean, getting a photo of every single person, there will always be photographers that are out doing that too. But yeah, to get that other like visually appealing aesthetic is pretty critical. And that's the that's the role that I have shifted into.
0: And broken arrow is at palisades Mm -hmm. it's like four days right or is it four different events um, it's like go ahead
1: yeah it's three days um and it's a bunch of different races there's like the vk on friday which is basically you start at the base and then you run all the way up to the top of like the palisades cliffs like above siberia um which is insane i don't know what the exact mileage is but the vert is enough for me to want to throw up without i barely ski that down yeah. It's, it's gnarly and steep and there's a ton of snow still this year. So they were like, I think the guys, you know, earlier in the day had an advantage cause it's a little bit firm, but by 11 o'clock it's like soup city up there. It's Cabo San Lucas. It's hot and windy. Um, and then they've got like a couple other races We've got 11. They have an 11 k, a 23 K and a 46. And it's just all up and down the mountain. And, um, On Sunday, we had classic Palisades weather where the wind on the ridge was howling, I think, consistent at the top of Saibo, 70 miles an hour with gusts up to like 100 or something.
0: Sick, sick.
1: You know, totally fine average weather that you would even want to run in. But they just wound up having to like lap KT a couple times. And it was burly. I don't know. Sounds terrible. Yeah, part of me wants to do it. And part of me is like, I'll never do that. And these people are just like – running faster miles up a mountain than i can do on flat ground
0: that's just like to me that whole race or any of those types of races is just a perfect a perfect example of how great marketing has become
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) they've just like tricked you into being like i think i would do that yeah no no, there's no chance like you're not like no everything you just described sounds terrible and then you were like i was thinking about doing it like that's that's how good they are
1: it really is but also i don't know as the photographer what i like about it too is that um the emotions are so like real and kind of visceral and a lot of times people are just crying as they do this but they still get to the end and i like that i can i like feed off of their like Insane energy, and as crazy as it is, and as awful it looks, as awful as it looks, for some reason, yeah, that appeals to I guess the marketing in me, where I'm like, I could cry like that. That sounds fun. <laughs>
0: like, no,pe not the same sentence for me. Like if I'm <laughs> crying, I'm sad, and I don't want to do it. Like that's it.
1: Yeah, no, I don't know. I think I'm into it. I think I'm into it. It's like a weird, like a deep trauma release, maybe. Like you just no, it's cry. it is
0: like very heartwarming like yes. I've, I've worked a lot of events in my life and like you see that like that like there's two sides to me on that like the event carney who's like literally picking up at one point in my life like picking up the cone as you pass it so i can yes. open this road and like you're you know you're dfl like you're dead fucking last and like everyone's all like yay it's magic and i'm like hey you're endangering all these other people. Like there are two sides to it, but it is like, I remember we did some race and I remember it was, and I was like pissed, angry, curmudgeon. Like I was probably 23. Like basically this person, we spent like an extra four hours out there for this person, but like mad me, young punk didn't know. any. I'm still an old punk, but like Mm -hmm. we got a letter like a week later that was like one of the nicest things anyone has ever written about a human in their life and it wasn't just to me it was like like thank you to every person on that crew who stayed and it was like and then you're like shit i was mad now i gotta yeah. be happy and like but it's like they worked their whole life or they like, like they lost a hundred pounds to get to do that so like it's right. a, like you don't know everyone's story so it is really neat i get it but like it's not for me. And you're not tricking me into do any of these races. No. Fair
1: thanks. enough. Fair enough. That's more than okay.
0: <laughs> not happening. Uh, I want to talk about this podcast real quick. And then yeah. we're going to get into like a specialty hot take session with you, I think. So cool. what is this podcast? Why did you think you wanted to do a podcast? And my third question is now that you have a podcast, are you still happy that you started a podcast?
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's see if I can remember in the order. So the podcast that I have is called Gated. Um, It started out of my said burnout that I had this last fall where I was taking a step back and like needing some creativity. And ultimately, because I think I've been shooting in the outdoor world for 12 years, of those 12 years, there's only been like a handful of times where I met people in the outdoor industry that were like willing to have honest conversations about like, what it is to be there, like how to get success and the like massive issues and struggles around working in the outdoor industry. And so a lot of times I just felt like lonely out here because as a freelancer, you sit by yourself in your office and unless you're out at an event, you're like really just here alone. So I wanted to start talking to people that I liked and respected in the outdoor world and find out more about who they are and how their entire story, which is always different from each person wound up to where they are, where I think that they're successful in their career. Um, so started doing that in the fall and then took a little bit of a break, but I'm back this summer um, with some protect our winners episodes. So that's cool where I'm talking to like creatives, but also talking to scientists because I like scientists and that's really rad. Um, and also scientists in the outdoor world have to really figure out a way to kind of make science creative and get people interested in talking about it. Um, I, I'm liking it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> been, um, it's been a learning lesson for me too, To because you're good at this. And I am learning how to have conversations with people where you can have an open conversation, but you can pull the conversation in the direction that you want to take it. And find a way to get people to open up more about something, which I feel like I can do in person. But I get nervous sometimes when there's any type of pressure like mic around it. So it's helping me overcome some of my, I don't know, like public speaking skill issues too. So I'm liking it. It's been fun. And it that's what I want it to be. It needs to feel fun. And I don't want it to ever really feel like – I'm doing it as my job cuz that's not how I came into it. It was like a little private project for me. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's thank you for saying I'm good at this cuz <laughs> <I>, I'm not. <laughs> but it it's different when there's a microphone and it's different oh, when what? you're when you're in charge of the conversation per se. Like this is my show. I if I don't have anything for you, then you just sit there. Yeah. So when you're answering, I'm listening. But I'm also like, where are we going? Yep. But you, I also always try to not have an objective per se. Like, I don't, I want this, like, I might have things I want to talk about, but I want you to feel like you can talk about them freely and not me, like, drive home my agenda that, like, dogs should vote. Right. But, like, so it's always that, like, fine line. And then you have the internet, which is like this beautiful thing. But that's also a timing. Yeah. Like my first ten episodes, I interrupted them every time because I just, I just didn't have it. And now I still interrupt, but like I, you're not in person. It's a computer. It's Zoom. Like it's Streamyard. It you know it's just a different. It's just a little more laggy. But it is it is interesting. And how many episodes have you done?
1: Um, I think I've recorded five or six so far. So I'm still like super brand new at it. And every time I do feel myself getting a little bit better. But yeah, like the internet, the leg, the accidentally talking over someone where in real life that like, yeah, like back and forth would make total sense. But then especially with the leg that I'm like, oh, oh, wait, oh God, I'm sorry. Like, and like, no, now it doesn't feel organic. And now I'm in my head thinking about how unorganic this conversation is. So it, it is what it is and it's getting better. And it's also something, this is a really good way for me to practice that I don't have to be perfect at everything and like taking a step back and being imperfect and just sometimes letting that go has been really nice. (laughs) And I think,
0: I think our world is very curated, and I yes. think there's a lot of like amazing, amazing, amazing podcasts out there that are like, like serial, like that's like an insane podcast, oh, yeah. Like S Town or like, what? These aren't it. And no. I think people enjoy that. I think people like drive to work, and maybe I'm wrong, but like, I think people. I think the best feedback I ever get is when the conversation is just a conversation. So the person listening feels like they're having a beer, they're having a coffee and they're just listening. They're just in there and they're like yelling at the radio and they're like, no, like you're wrong." And then they like DM me or hopefully DM the guest. Like it's an interesting thing. And I, I really respect the people that have these like super clean cut pot- This podcast is being recorded at three thirty on Tuesday, and it will be released at six a.m. tomorrow. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs)
0: And I like that; it's fresh. I try not to be. I try to be a little more advanced than this, but I want it to be like current. Like that's what I want. That's what I dig. I can't sit on something for six months. It's just not me. For other people, it works. I don't know. It's called gated. When is it going to come out? I know you have a couple out, but like, is there going to be a schedule now? Like, let's get a little promo here.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. So it is, I do it bi-weekly. So our next episode is coming out this Thursday with um, Len Nessifer, Sonoran Avalanche Center meme god. Meme god. Yeah. And he's so many other things too. So yeah, it's going to be bi-weekly for the rest of the summer. And then I've got some other podcast uh, um, episodes outside of the Protect Our Winter stuff that I'm getting lined up. Some like top sheet designers in the outdoor industry, um, like photo editors for major brands. And um, yeah, a lot of other fun stuff, even like journalists. I want to kind of get into all different realms. But yeah, bi-weekly, they'll be popping out. So
0: love it. Every Thursday, gated every other, uh, available, every other Thursday I'm sorry I heard you say yeah. that and I just spit it out my brain um yeah. available everywhere we can find yeah. it for, okay
1: at least pod, oh, that's the other thing at least for sure on Spotify and Apple these days I'm still trying to work out all like my RSS or whatever they are to get them none of those
0: day. other ones matter like right? we're on like Podbean and like
1: I it's too as long much you on
0: iTunes and or Spotify yeah you're good. And like, hopefully, one day we'll just be on like Spotify and they'll pay us millions of dollars to just
1: ramp. That'd, that'd be, be great.
0: I'll sell tomorrow. I don't know if Jabber would, but I'm like, I'll sell. What do you got? 10 grand? Like, great. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Um, all right. When I messaged you to be on this, I was kind of just like, hey, do you want to talk some shit? And you were like, yes. Mm-hmm. So I had you write down some hot takes. I wrote down a couple hot takes. Uh, I've been doing this a little more. So my audience is a little more used to it now. It's summer, I'm bored, and I want to have fun with people that I've already chatted with. So this is part of that series. I don't know what it is, but you're part of it. And I'm going to start it off because you're doing a podcast with Protect Our Winners. Mm -hmm. And like, what is this? Like, I get it. I understand it. But like, people could be mad at me. Please slide in my DMs. It's only helping me. But like, I see a lot of like pretty well off white people hopping in planes this week to like fly to D.C., to like take pictures and yep. like, I'm not saying you're the end all be all like, we're holding you accountable for protect our winners. And I think there's good, but like what what I see is very easy to pick apart.
1: Yeah. And I could see that. And I think that that makes sense. And that's constantly, I think even as a member of protect our winners as an Alliance member, we have conversations around this all the time because there's a lot of discourse within every time we go to a summit or talk in this in like the slack channel about stuff like that and the main kind of conversation that we come down to is being an imperfect advocate where there are things that we all know that we do on a daily basis that aren't like we we're not Jesus, we're not God or whatever doing everything that's like perfect at all times. There's gonna be gray space and that imperfect advocacy thing is like, yeah, even if every single person in the United States switched to being vegan, there's a greater issue around the environment that would be able to be rectified if we change it at higher levels, like government levels and, and mass agencies of production, like different factories and shit like that so it's being open with being like yep flying not not great having a car not awesome especially like switching to ev vehicles batteries are not gonna be the end of this conversation like batteries are not great for the world but it's taking small steps forward to a better future and understanding that like what we do at all times is not like, yes, this is absolutely perfect. It's just trying to pick our battles and continue continuing to progress to be better.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. I I understand (laughs) it. I do. And I clearly like, I am more on your side of these things than the other side
1: but I know Uh, there are a ton of people that aren't at all and that's that's okay too no
0: and I I get it like no one's perfect no one's that's just a reality and like it's so like we do nothing we don't show up at DC and we don't march we don't talk we don't be present but it is like I don't know I just hope and I'm not saying there is but like I hope in like 10 years there's not just some like giant accounting scandal Like, I know things take a lot of money and like, but I'm like, man, I just, and I know that so much money just doesn't go that far in that world. Like it's government, it's like Ford has more money than protect our winners. And like, they're going to get the vote over. So it's just like an interesting thing. And I bring it up, obviously just to shed light on it. Yeah. Um, I do think EV vehicles are extremely dumb.
1: Why do you think that?
0: Because it's like it's like putting the chicken before the egg or the egg before the whatever way that goes. Like we're not ready. Like you have <laughs> California who is like, "Oh, hey, please get a green vehicle." And like everything has to be battery powered. Like dirt bikes need to run off batteries by 2030. But like also please don't run your AC this week because it's a billion degrees. But also the only way we actually get power is by burning fossil fuels. So like maybe just drive a fuel efficient vehicle
1: mm, mm-hmm. and carpool. Yeah.
0: Like I am like, Tesla's are dope. They're rocket ships. Don't get me wrong. They're like so cool. The tech is amazing, but like all these people who are like, and I think they just hand you a manual. Like here's your book of like how to be a douchebag on the internet when you own a Tesla and like, Oh, you want to find out how much it costs you to charge each month? Like, no one knows how much it costs to run their fridge each month, but they know how much it costs to run their Tesla each month. Right. And they like post about it and they're like, look at me. I'm like, yeah, you spent 80 grand to save 60 bucks this month. Right. I'm not I can fooling
1: And that I can understand that. I think it'll be interesting to see what the next like 10, 15 years means, like in general, for like a lot of energy shit when it comes to if it's EV or if it comes to like, efficient vehicles yeah that and like carpooling and all of this I don't know I really don't know I think that there are other things that are really cool too that we need to focus on like in Nevada like geothermal energy like let's talk about doing something where we actually have like a lot of it and it is like sometimes better than this oil shit and like solar and wind Reno is so damn windy and Nevada is too I don't know there are other things, but I can understand where like EVs aren't perfect yet, and I also don't think they're ever going to be. And I don't know what the the right answer or solution to anything is because I mean they're for carpooling and like getting to Palisades this winter and stuff. Like, there's going to be major issues around that, and we'll see how many people carpool when reservations are thirty dollars to park, you know, in the parking lot.
0: It's it. I mean, and I'm not. for anyone listening i'm not expecting emily to have like an answer here like it's not and like i get it but i just think you know like in europe they have less strict epa regulations right like what they do but they also like have a they have a civic that's a three-cylinder turbo diesel that gets 75 miles to the gallon that they will probably keep for 20 years yeah that is more of the like that's more of a solution to me who drives an 06 prius like and also owns a 2010 prius yeah and people like those are old and i'm like they get 52 miles of the gallon yeah stupid reliable and it's paid for tenfold like i just think like these it's back to marketing. Like, we're just being tricked. And like, don't get me wrong. Teslas are cool. They're rocket ships. It's the future. And in 10 years, it's going to be laughable tech because it's going to... Tend- oh,
1: yeah. It's going to be insane. But
0: it's just like, why not just get a like a small... Like, you don't need a giant SUV to like drive to work every day. Like, that that's is how true. you make change to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, especially like public transit and yeah, you're right. I don't have the answers because of all the things that I know is that I like science, but I'm bad at math. So I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't.
0: <laughs> no, I just want, like, I was like, Oh, I'm kind of attacking her here. And I'm like, this is not cool. No, <laughs> I'm just, I've been making a very, a big stand. I want it's, it's part of my marketing play for anyone listening. It's I found out that like the Tesla bros, like who listen are on it. So now, mm-hmm. they'll, now I'll get interaction. So yeah,
1: you're going right? to get, yeah. <laughs>
0: As long as I keep attacking them, I'm good. It's like telemark in the winter, Tesla's in the summer. I got it. But no, it, <laughs> I, I do believe it though. I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand how you think by buying a vehicle that was manufactured in a plant via fossil fuels, oils, plastics, whatever they're making that thing with in like a poor labor situation, arguably in Mexico where it was made. Mm-hmm. Is helping anybody because you paid $3 for electricity this month.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I will say there is a Tesla Gigafactory in Reno. So they are producing some of that shit around here. Actually, there's a lot of tech that's coming into Reno that'll be interesting. There's even like um, somewhere out on the USA Parkway, which is where all the like tech factories are moving in that I think is working on a process to recycle batteries.
0: We're getting there.
1: I know. Lithium
0: is the next blood diamond. Like it's yeah. like it's happening.
1: Oh yeah, it's yeah, there's a lot of conversation around lithium, which is also one of the things where it's like batteries aren't necessarily the perfect solution. There's a lot of things that are going around lithium that aren't like chill.
0: Yeah, they're <laughs> it's not. Where i all go right now? I mean, like, disposing of them is difficult and like lithium yeah. when it's unstable explodes. Like <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it is not the grand answer, but no. but yeah.
0: Okay, moving on. What do you got? You got anything good for me?
1: <laughs> well, it's it's not as good as attacking me on protector winners. I don't know, I have a lot of things. <laughs> I kind of wanted to go in like cuz you were like what gets your like what grinds your gears? Grinds your gears. At- yeah, and I will say I'm not big on holidays. I don't really celebrate everything, but what I do celebrate is festivists and I love to air my grievances. And I tend to do it in a much more private space. Um, but, yeah, I'll just go in with a softball right off the bat that I feel like everyone can get along with. It has to deal with vehicles. Um, people that don't wave after you let them in on traffic really fucking gross. Come on. Out.
0: Oh, that's me. I won't even look back. I
1: know. I know because you're from New York and that is such a typical East Coast thing, but I'm from Minnesota and you wave.
0: Yeah, but that's just I don't like to like no, I don't know. I don't want to acknowledge it. I don't care. I don't want to acknowledge that I let you in. I don't want to acknowledge that you let me in. We both know what happened and you just move on. Like it's mm-hmm. just things that you should do. It's like
1: I don't It is things you should do, but some people won't.
0: No, I, things that you should do is let people merge, but like, I don't need to wave to you. I don't need to be like, Hey, like, no, I'm okay. just going to start flipping people off. I think for like everything. <laughs> like um, just go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say we do a really solid thumbs up to people. If they're assholes in traffic, like That's good. not so many like middle fingers, but a big like thumbs up, like nice man. But no, I think that especially if it's in stop and go traffic, and it's you're trying to zipper, which also people in California that come to Palisades, I swear it's Bay Area specific. They don't understand what a zipper is, which also grinds my gears. It's every other vehicle. <laughs> like it is literally it's it a pattern. It makes sense. And if you're that smart, why can't you just follow a rule? In kindergarten, we learned how to stand in line and let other people go in front of us. But anyways, um, no, it like really bothers me if it's backed up. And I'm going out of my way. I'm slowing down a little bit so I can allow you to come in. There should be at least a like, yeah, there's a Judge John Hodgman's podcast where they had a conversation around this. Like, If you had um, one new light switch essentially that you could have on your vehicle, would it be the like, thanks for letting me in flag in the back of your window or the heads up I'm about to do a U-turn? They decided that a U-turn signal would be better than a high five because somebody else was also like, I'm not going to use that. Like you could find me somewhere else, but I don't know.
0: Are you, the, are you the person that also waves to like the same car you're driving?
1: No, no, no. That's the mad.
0: same. <laughs> no. Like, oh, Subaru. <laughs> that's <laughs> like,
1: embarrassing. That's bad. But no, Jeep people are worse at it than Subaru people. Um, I will say, though, on like a back road, I'm the person that if you see a truck and like I give the wave and the old man gives the wave, you know, like the little two piece one sign. There's like the one finger, the two or the three, like the three is you're way too eager. But like a one finger up on the steering wheel, like thanks or two. That's good.
0: The only time I wave to anybody on the road is when I'm on my scooter and there's like a guy with a leather vest driving (laughs) towards me. Because I know he doesn't want to wave to me. That's like the only time.
1: <laughs> You're one of us. like no. Yeah,
0: Like I'm just like so happy. I have like my stupid fat cheeks, like squeezed into like a half, like a three-quarter helmet.
1: Uh. And I'm just
0: like waving, like so ecstatic. And they're just so mad. And they like lower their hand. like, they <laughs> like, that, like And that's the only time. That I wave like sprinter people all like wave to each other, and I'm like, guys, we're driving vans. Like, it's no. not that cool.
1: No, Thank no, you. yeah, I agree. I'm on your page at that. I won't, I won't wave for that. But again, you are from the East Coast, and particularly you're from Rochester. Well, not Rochester, but oh, like Western.
0: Yeah.
1: It it do- wouldn't surprise me that you would be like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna fucking wave anybody, in. that's not that's I not just don't job.
0: think I need human interaction when I'm driving a car. Like, I'm fine. I'm doing my own thing. I don't want to, like, I don't, do you wait, do you, like, I don't know. I guess I do that on a hike. I was going to say, do you do that on a hike? But I'm like, I say hi to everybody on a hike. Always. I always say hi to someone. How you doing? How you doing? doing? How's it going? How you doing? All right. Pretty good. Okay. Like, same.
1: And it uh, pisses me off when someone just stares at me when I do that. When I'm like, I literally said something out of my mouth to you. Like, the, the minimal you could do is, like, the white person, like, smile you know like the mm, but like when they just stare at me i'm like okay
0: (laughs) i just wrote a note that just says rolling stones are overrated (laughs) that's all it says that's it that's the whole statement
1: fair enough you know what um I I'm not a music person where I can't even tell you my I don't know who my favorite band is and I couldn't even list one of the names of the songs that I really enjoy. Um, so yeah that That's that, that falls in line with me.
0: That's cra- so what do you are you silence? Are you a podcaster, audiobook?
1: Like you, um,
0: like if you're editing, you just sit in silence.
1: <laughs> no, when I'm editing, I listen to really embarrassing music. Um, it depends. I would say for the most part, I do like white noise. So I pay for like the headspace app for like meditation, but they have a bunch of white noise. And I listen to Olympic rainforest 500 minute edition for hours and hours and hours, um, on end. And That is generally what I do. Otherwise, I listen to like really embarrassing, like teen angst music. Like, oh, my God. What? Like.
0: Oh, I would have been like, oh, Paramore, Taking Back Sunday, brand new. Yeah. card, Fall Out Boy, Thrice. Like that would have been you on repeat for me.
1: I listen to a, a lot of like some 41 when I'm like yeah. really desperately tired and need to edit. And it's like 2 AM and I've got a deadline. I will like scream it at the top of my lungs, but I know it's terrible music. I mean, it had its place when I was 13, but it's awful, but no, I also just sit in silence a lot. Um, when I'm driving, I'll listen to podcasts now cause I've gotten into like big long drives, but It's usually like my dad wrote a porno or I listen to D&D podcasts because I'm I'm an old school D&D player from high school.
0: Like Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Like I know what it is, but I'll never understand it and I'm okay. That's that's fine. I saw saw the movie. I'm sure it's probably not like correct for people. But like there's a movie, a new one. that's like. I saw
1: that. I haven't gone to see it. I don't know. I All I know is that I my top two right now are um, Dungeons and Daddies. <laughs> Ooh, a podcast. Like yeah. And then Girls Who Don't D&D, um, which is really funny, but I can listen to that for hours. But most of the time, yeah, I'm a silence girl.
0: That um, is that is an ins- I don't think I've ever been in silence in my life.
1: <laughs>
0: like I always have music on. I always have. Even if I'm reading, I have like lo-fi playing.
1: Yeah. No, no, I can't do that. Uh, -uh. and sometimes I'll literally just put in my noise canceling headphones and have nothing in it.
0: Oh my God. Who are you?
1: I don't know. I I don't know anybody else that does that either. So
0: (laughs) that is, I mean, I've been calling a lot of my gas psychopaths lately and serial killers. And I think you're going to fall into that. This is going to be a serial killer podcast. I think I'm just going to look back and be like, Oh yeah, I could have told you that. Like whatever the date is today, like June 20th, like that's the day Emily admitted that she was a serial killer.
1: Red flags.
0: That was it. Like, oh, you sit in silence with your silent headphones on? You're a serial killer. Congratulations.
1: (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Well, you know, I was was late for this because I was at a coffee shop, so I was editing in a public place, but I was listening to Olympic Rainforest 500-minute edition.
0: I like that it has to be 500 minute. I can't <laughs> just be 30 minute edition. That you there's there's
1: the 45 minute one or the 500 minute one. And the 45 minute one is sometimes nice because then I'm keeping track of how long I've been doing something. And when it gets to the end of it, I'm like, oh shit, maybe I should go on to another project. But no, recently it's just been like, let her roll. Just let her roll.
0: Oh, you're a killer. Congratulations.
1: Thanks. Yeah. Thank uh, you.
0: What else grinds your gears? <laughs>
1: um okay let's see what's the next one i'm gonna do okay the amount of time it actually takes me to do the things that i put off that really grinds my gears it pisses me off and it's usually an email and it'll generally take me 10 15 seconds but i can put it off for a good three months
0: (laughs) yeah that's something that like i think everyone needs to work on and it's really easy if you just do it like if you just You wake up, you make a cup of coffee and you answer those four emails. It's not like we like work, like we work for ourselves. It's not like we have like piles of things happening overnight in like no. Germany that we have to like wake up to like yeah. literally less than 10 minutes. We'd have it done. Mm-hmm. But I think that's one of those things that you, you actively have to work on.
1: Yes, I agree. Yeah. Or, I, or
0: just procrastinate forever. But like
1: some people do that. I don't yeah. know. I know some people do that. I try to actively do that. I like started this fall. I would legit time myself to see how long something would take because I get anxiety around time in general. And I'm like, oh, I never have enough time. So I'll just sit and literally do nothing in my silence with my headphones in and like noise canceling because God forbid that I take four minutes to do something else that could then throw off the trajectory of the rest of my day. Um, but yeah, I started timing some simple things and I was like, I thought that that was going to, was going to, in theory, take me two hours and it took me four minutes. Like, what was I doing?
0: Did it help?
1: It did, but I didn't obsess about it. I didn't start timing absolutely everything. It was just like a little, like reminder in my head that like, Hey, it's not that bad. Like I started making bread and doing like the 24 hour, like process of making bread. And I was like, okay, this feels like it's going to take too long, but no, to make the dough took me 10 minutes in the morning. And then I forgot about it for an entire day and then just baked it for like 45 minutes and it was good. It helped. Um, I'm a little bit less stressed out about it. I'm still stressed out, but yeah, I'm actively working on not progress, procrastinating everything.
0: It's it's really easy to figure it out when like there's something you want to do and how fast it gets done. You're like, yeah. man, like this is okay. This makes sense. But we're, I mean, that's just human nature. I think yeah. like, we're all just like, I don't want to do that, and then you yeah. do it and you're like, oh, that took me 20 minutes.
1: Or even like less things like that, like thinking back to emails and then like working for ourselves too, the like constant battle of like, what's your budget? Well, what's your price? And someone asks you that. And sometimes I'll like want to put it off so much, even though I like know the answer, but I keep pushing back and pushing back. And I'm like, whoa, Emily, like don't go there. But as, as soon as I like write out the email and I send it, I'm like, that wasn't that scary. And like, they can either come back and say like, yes or no. But that's another thing where it's just like, if I actually just took the time to do it right away and sent it off, then I think about it less and I'm way less stressed about it later on.
0: Also, emails just become text. Yeah. So it's like nothing matters. I don't know how old you are. I'm pushing 40 here. Yeah. And like, okay, gotta interrupt real quick. Give you guys a special deal because you listen to the show. Our friends over at Rocky Talkie are giving you 10% off their radios. Rocky Talkies are backcountry radios designed by a small team from Denver. Their mission is to give adventurers the confidence to push their limits in the backcountry through improved communication. What does that mean? It means you get the shot. You know your friends are safe. They're super lightweight. They've got a built-in ultralight carabiner. They're easy to, easy to use. No setup required. Literally hand one to your buddy. They're ready to go. Even as brand new radios. Nothing to set up. The range is one to five miles, and they're designed for communication. That's what this whole, this whole episode is about. It's just communicating, being human. Uh, and our friends over at Rocky Talkie, they're giving you 10%. Head on over to rockytalkie.com forward slash out of 10. Guys, I use these things everywhere, all the time. Driving? I just went on a road trip? Radio's in the car. It's easier than calling. It's faster. It's safer. Mountain biking, getting the shot. You know, skiing, hanging out on the big walls. I don't do that because I'm afraid. Again, we're giving you 10% off. Head on over to RockyTalkie.com forward slash out of 10. Save yourself a couple bucks. If you don't want to type all that in, send me a DM. I'll send you the code. It's that simple. rockytakicom forward slash out of 10. Okay, nothing better than a day at the river. Fresh frizz in your cooler. Stay hydrated with some Sierra Nevada Hop Splash. They're sparkling water with zero alcohol and maximum hop flavor. I'm tasting little Citra Amarillo hops with a refreshing medley of peach, mango, and grapefruit. What is it again? Sierra Nevada Hop Splash, sparkling hop-infused water. If you haven't got on this train, get on it now. Zero calories, zero alcohol, 100% refreshing, non-alcoholic. Sierra Nevada, hop splash. Back to the episode. When email started, you had to, like, write a fucking letter. Mm-hmm. Like, that seems so funny to say. Like, I'm on 37 for everyone. But, like, you had to, like, right now it's like, okay, thanks. That was it. I procrastinated so long to type that. Yeah. Copy. Got it. Thank you. Like
1: there doesn't even have to be a sign off. Like half the no. emails that I have are literally like, oh, a response five seconds later. Like, sounds good. Exclamation yeah. point. I
0: just have sent from iPhone on my laptop, my iPad. So everyone just knows that like they just like all my grammatical errors are covered. I was gonna
1: say the spelling errors don't matter. Yeah, like it's not
0: just because it's from my iPhone doesn't change like or from my laptop, like I'm still an idiot. Yeah. Like it so yeah, you just put that's the key. You just put your your footer as for everything. Just and sent it could be
1: misspelled as well. <laughs> yeah.
0: Please excuse any. That was what my lawyer had. It was like, please excuse any errors. This is sent from an iPhone. But I was like, it's always from an iPhone. I was like, Yeah. That's what he I it had to be him.
1: He no, never yeah. in that no there's there's absolutely a ploy in that. That's that's strategic. That it's absolutely is. All uh, right, what's another one you got?
0: Biking is just what people do when they can't go skiing.
1: Yeah, I could say. Well, yeah.
0: I don't it's, know if I to grind my gears, but it's just more of a hot take. It's just like a. I don't think anyone enjoys biking. <laughs> I think they're just like, like when they have to choose, they choose skiing. I think. I. Like, I don't know.
1: I I wouldn't choose mountain biking over skiing. Well, I like to shoot mountain biking a little bit more than skiing these days. Hot take, <laughs> but like, but. Biking is expensive and I don't appreciate the amount of extra like materials that I could bash myself and intertwine myself in. It's I'm not a fan. I like the uphill more than I even like the downhill. And yeah, I would probably choose skiing over biking, although it's been hard. I don't know. Reno's been pushing me a little bit. It's nice that it's dry here most of the time. So if the corridor is closed or like, I don't know, skiing sucks, sometimes I go um, biking. But the same could, could be said about running, too. I don't
0: know. I think running is like running is like swimming. Like it's just there's a reason to do it and it's usually for survival purposes only. Like there's no reason to like go for a swim. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking like a jump in. Like that's not swimming. Like people who just swim like actively are like I'm going to go for a swim. No. no people who run, No. <laughs> That's like the worst thing. Like put your silent headphones on and go for a run and tell me that's good for your body. You can hear things like, nope.
1: Yeah. I mean, the worst injury that I've had to date was my trail running energy in, uh, injury last spring. And it was so stupid. And I was so mad that I got that hurt from running. Like it made me. Yeah. Like me. something that you
0: should be able to do primally.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, I'm such a klutz. I would have rather have taken out my like $5,000 mountain bike and got injured in the same way and been at least like, well, it it was a little bit more intense. Like,
0: yeah, this was, yeah, it's always like, I never want to tell anyone why I get hurt or if I'm hurt unless it's cool. Then you're like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I told you a little bit before, but like I've had a little injury and like people like what happened? I'm like, I just woke up older. Like mm. it just woke up mm. older one day and I don't have anything cool to tell you about it. Like that was it. Bags under my eyes, woke up older.
1: Yep. I will say when I was in the emergency room for that and um, I'm 33. So last year when I was 32 and I went into the emergency room for this, like my nurse, he, he looked at my chart and looked back up at me and he was like, how old are you again? I was like 32 and legit laughed in my face and was like, that sucks. Like you're not coming back from this. And I was like, cool.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I've never felt really quite as old as someone laughing in my face and being like, yeah, you're not coming back from this.
0: It's always hard at the doctor. Cause you're just like, you know, they just tell you you're a pile of garbage. Like no matter what.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, And you're just like, dude, I am like, you look around like one who's calling you garbage and you're like, I'm not judging, but I'm judging. And then you're like, I'm the most athletic person in this building, arguably. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm athletic. I'm just judging that like the waiting room and like the staff. I think I got you guys beat. So yeah. like, <laughs> where am I at? Like, I don't know. I never know how to feel because I just, and they're just telling you what they're reading, but I'm like,
1: right.
0: I'm taking it personal. Like, no, you're garbage. <laughs> now, also,
1: it doesn't surprise me that you would have that hot take.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's my job, but also I just, I get it. I, I don't yeah. know. They're like, you know, they judge you and they look at your chart and they think you're lying to you and you're like, I don't, like, you don't drink. And I'm like, no, I don't fucking drink. Like, you're just like.
1: Oh, yeah, that like, one would be a big one I could see. Right.
0: And they're Like, you don't smoke, no recreational drugs. And I was like, no. And I'm like, I don't even drink pop. And then they, like, look at me and I'm like, I, what do you want to say? Like, I, I'm i just a fucking, lo- I drink water, I drink black tea, and I drink a lot of coffee. Like, and I'm pretty active, probably too active, which is why I'm hurt half the time. Like.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's your hair that probably gives it away. I mean, when they look at me, like they, they just assume people just make a lot of assumptions around me when it comes to my hair the other day. And then my tattoos, God forbid, the other day I was walking into the grocery store and this, I walked by this woman and she looked at me and looked at her husband and did a little like tisk, like the the world's really changed these days. And I was like, you have no idea that I'm, like, from northern Minnesota. I actually low-key am super nice, but people are like, oh, yeah, she's a lost cause. She was gone.
0: Yeah. She was confident enough to make a full-time life-altering decision, and she must be a terrible person. That's – people with – I mean, I have tattoos, but, like, I think we should all think the opposite about people with tattoos. Like, that person at some age was so confident in whoever the fuck they were that they put Across on their eyelid, like.
1: That's I think that
0: should be like applauded.
1: Yeah, I think that that's <laughs> shifting a little bit, but I I agree as well.
0: But you know where I'm going. It's like I lack that confidence. Like you know what? I'm gonna get a job with this Shrek like head on my cheek. That is like to me. If I was a hiring manager, I'd be like, that person's got it. Yeah. That takes whatever it is that you got. You got it.
1: What do you think about stickers, though? Because I still can't put stickers on anything. I stress out.
0: That stresses me out. Yeah. I could care. I just don't. My parents are literally like, what's the. What's the movie where just like no one cares? There's a like. They care, but they're just like, that's not your problem. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that doesn't concern me at all. But not in like a root, not in a not caring way. Just in like a, like, who gives a shit if the neighbors has got in a fight? That's got nothing to do with you. Or like, yeah. who, like, it's really interesting. And they're like, like, my dad doesn't own like a classic car. But if he did, he'd put like a giant sticker on it and like, wouldn't give a shit because he likes it. And then if he sold it, he'd be like, I'll just take it off. And it's just like, holy shit. What a concept.
1: I can't do that. No, I think maybe tattoos are easier for me because I know I'm not selling. I'm not giving this away. Like this isn't a rental. Like what is on my arm will be with me. But yeah, I stress about like putting anything on my computer because I'm like, oh my God, what if they even see the residual? And then what if it's an embarrassing sticker? And then they're like, this girl had that on this computer. Like how horrific. I don't know. And like people with a thousand bumper stickers on the back of their car. Like I can't do that. especially like putting it on your paint. Like I can't put stickers on my paint. I
0: mean, I just wouldn't put a bunch of bumper stickers on my car. Cause I just not who I am, but like it's, Oh, office space. Have you seen office space? That's yeah, like, yes. Like I just don't care. I'm just like not in a rude way. I'm just like, just don't care. But no, I, the sticker thing is funny. Cause I only, because we're marketers and branding and like, so like I'm not wrapping a sticker of someone. Like if you see my water bottle and it's got a sticker on it, like that is a paid advertisement in some way, (laughs) shape or form. Like I'm very like, I'm not wearing that shirt. Like they don't. Then what if someone sees me? I'm an influencer. Like it is stupid how we think like that, but it is also true. Yeah. Like, I don't know. People pay all this money to like have a check mark on their chest and you're like that's advertising for them yeah i i don't know yeah but sticker you should put stickers on stuff
1: i can i'll try i did put a sticker on the back of my phone when i was in japan and it's still on there i feel pretty proud of that and the only other sticker that i have is my business card so that counts uh, yeah i guess that counts but you if somebody to touches get- it then they get all of my information
0: oh that's fancy
1: it's pretty cool
0: but you need to get like like i have a toolbox that like lives in like my moto trailer mm-hmm. that like just like stickers go to die but it's cool mm-hmm. because it's like a it's not it's just like that is the sticker like you buy something stupid for your dirt bike or your mountain bike or yeah or like it comes it just goes on the toolbox because that's like where they belong
1: Yes. It's just like with roof roof box, like Tulys, like sure yeah. I'll slap stickers all over that all day. But yeah, there's like a time and a place for it.
0: Stickers are hard. I judge people off stickers, so I get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially if they have their like at Instagram on the side of their car. I used to and have that on like- my
0: bus, but <laughs> Not anymore. But
1: also, I think that's different because some like nine times out of 10, we always will joke. And I guess, oh, I guess they got me because I will look at their Instagram. They'll have like 200 followers. and I'm Right. Like, Man.
0: like it is advertising. It is a giant billboard, but it is. Yeah. I always want. I don't know where to get them, but like everyone has them. I don't know if you guys. It's like the one like Jesus sticker that everyone has. It's like the radio. It's like 101.7 or something. Maybe it's just local, but I swear I've seen it everywhere. But yeah. like. I want a stack of those because I think people just be nicer. (laughs) Probably. Like, oh, that guy likes Jesus. He's fine. Like, because that's all you got to do. Like, someone's yelling at you, just be like, oh, I'm so sorry. God bless. Like, you're good. You can do, like, you can do whatever you want. Like, it's a crazy concept.
1: Yeah. That's why I think that Sundays are the worst days of the week to be a server because everyone goes and, Removes their sins and they're so fresh for the week. And and they're like, "Forgive me, because next Sunday I have to have something to feel guilty about." I hated serving on Sundays.
0: Dang, I never thought about that.
1: I don't know. I mean, that was always my whole
0: true. I'm not arguing that. I think that I believe that.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I know. I don't want to get too harpy on that, but I was always like, Sundays were historically the worst day to be a server.
0: That makes. I mean, it lines up.
1: Yeah. What else?
0: What else grinds your gears, Emily?
1: Mm, let's see. What's What's a good one? Um. <laughs> this is again just like a hot take. <laughs> I don't even. I just wrote down anxiety. That really grinds I, my fucking gears. I
0: used to not ever have any. Like people what? would talk about it, and I was like, "You guys are fucking nuts." Like zero. Like, couldn't care less. And I think it's part of my upbringing, like, genuinely, and I'm fortunate for that. But, like, I have a little more now in the last year and a half than I've ever had. Uh But still, like, I'm very fortunate in that category. And this isn't, like, me flexing or being, like, a devil's advocate. This is, like, it just, like... I just don't fucking care, which like leads to me not ever really having anxiety. And it's not a, I don't care from like an asshole standpoint. It's just like, it will be what it'll be. And it is what it is. And like, if I fail, I'll figure it out. And I just don't give a fuck. Like life is short and you should live it every day.
1: I'm so envious. I literally got like when I was eight, was when they first diagnosed me with anxiety. I was a child in elementary school. <laughs> like,
0: that is like, and I have a lot of opinions on that because I I do believe, obviously anxiety is real. Yeah. I'm not here to, but like, I do believe if you tell people at young ages that they have these things and continue to tell them and tell them and tell them, it almost makes it worse. And I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I have no idea. And I know that's like a really shitty statement and I'm not undermining that people have anxiety at eight years old because it does exist. But like, yeah. I don't know if everyone, like, it's like Toy Story 4 or what it fought, whatever the, it's like, you keep calling them trash, like you're trash. But like, if you have, oh, like yeah. it, there is like a, there is a purpose of that and anxiety is real. It can be crippling. I'm very fortunate in that category, but I'm also yeah. like, you know. It's just like prodigies. They're told they're great the whole time. Mm-hmm. They're just told they're great. They're great. They're great. They're great. And then they believe it and then they become great. So like if you told not saying if you have anxiety, you're not great. I'm tiptoeing because I don't want to offend anybody. But you know what I mean? Like if yeah. you're told you have anxiety and like you just keep and then it just has to build pressure.
1: Yeah, I could see that there could be a part of that. I don't know. I I don't think that I'm I'm not on your side with that. But I also understand where you're coming from, from that. Because yes, there is some truth into like, yeah, keep telling yourself that you're a piece of shit and you might wind up being a piece of shit. If no one's ever told you anything other than that, then like, yeah, you have that opportunity. But like, I don't know. I don't think that the way that I am now is built off the fact that like someone said that I had anxiety when I was eight because there was like. I was pretty I didn't know what it was called but like whatever I was having at that age was already like when you have insomnia and like reoccurring like nightmares visceral nightmares like every single day my dog is making a bed right now (laughs) um but uh I don't know. I I already knew that like something was like weird and I was like sad and stressed out like all the time. And there wasn't like a whole lot of reason behind it. But anyways, to this day when I'm like, I'm a grown ass adult, I'm 33. I've gone through therapy, yada, yada, many times. I have all the tools. I can like work through these processes and I still fucking have it. I wake up in the middle of the night and I have anxiety. I go to bed every single night and I have it. And it just grinds my gears. It's annoying as all hell. I have some other friends that are like you that have like never been stressed in their life and they're doctors. And I'm like, how, how, how
0: I, and I, again, not trying to make light of the situation, not trying to offend anybody. Like it is a real thing. And I acknowledge that I am extremely privileged in that category. Like it's just hard. I was dealt. Um, but it's, it is a really hard thing for me to relate to because like, to me, it's just like, don't fucking worry about
1: it. Yeah. How could you, how could you relate? Really? Because it isn't. Yeah, exactly. It's, not,
0: it's nothing. It's, I mean, and that could be said with like a lot of things, problems, diseases, you know, people who battle with eating disorders, which is like out of, but like, yeah, in my brain. And I, again, but like my brain's like, have a fucking sandwich,
1: <laughs> have like, a but,
0: but like, it's not that easy. And I understand that now more in my, like, as I get older, Yeah. But like when I was younger, I just never even I'm hungry. I eat like I don't like it's just it's a it's a our brains are wired differently. And it's not. I'm I'm a terrible human like that's where my trade off is like I'm a piece of garbage, but like I don't have anxiety. So like, I don't know. Well, that's how I was built. But it's it's such a. I don't want to say weird or bizarre, but it's just like a thing that doesn't exist in my life. So when people talk about it, sometimes I'm offensive. Sometimes I'm just rash and I'm just like, I don't know, don't worry about it. And people are like, you don't get it. And I'm like, the only thing I can say is you are correct. Yeah. I don't get it.
1: Yeah. Well, at least you can say that you don't get it. Like that's better than like continuing to like harp on a situation. And I think that's like. Again, if you don't understand it, then th- then you don't understand it. That and that's salute to you. I'm <laughs> so
0: but I it's okay. I, and i i I do think if everyone understood it was okay to not understand things, the world would be a better place. Yes. In general, like, yes. We could talk. We won't, but we could talk politics. We could talk genders. We could talk disabilities. You don't have to understand it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But just leave it at that. You don't get it. Yep. Plain and simple.
1: Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, because there are things where I'm like, I'm just like not on your page, but I can sit and I can listen and I can say, okay. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to change my opinion or say like yes or no to it. But I, I think my my best way that I can go into like conversations like that is just, yeah, to be like, oh, okay. Like if you're super religious, like, okay, I'll, I'll sit and- I'll listen to you and I might have questions, but I won't go in and be like, so fucking stupid, like blah, 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 blah. Like whatever my opinion is, is my opinion. And I've had different life experiences than they have. And like, okay, yeah, I don't understand why you would go to church twice a week and that's okay.
0: Doesn't make sense to me, but good on you. And if you want to give me 10%, I'll take it.
1: Yeah. And if you, if that gives you like a peace of mind without you being like an obviously like shitty person to other people in the world, then like, okay, if you're treating other people differently because a higher than thou type of energy, I've got different issues with you, but you do you and I do me. I'm not going to tell you to get 10,000 tattoos and color your hair.
0: Is that how we got here? Tattoos? I think so. (laughs) Holy cow. I want more tattoos. I just don't have any money.
1: I said anxiety. Yeah. No, I, I know. Just, I
0: like, know, I know. We like full circled it. Like, yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It. I think we could go deep on all of that subject, but it is. I think we can all agree that anxiety grinds everyone's gears mm-hmm. for anyone who has it. Um, I don't have it, fortunately, but I deal with people who have it and that grinds my gears. So does that count or no?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that totally. I
0: sympathize. I'm with everyone. Like, I'm an ally, guys. I like protect our winners. If you want to drive an EV vehicle, it's fine. Like, I'm not attacking Emily. We're friends.
1: We are friends.
0: Um, this is like my. This was what I wrote down today. Okay. Everyone should pick up garbage once in their life, and I don't mean like. Hang on. No, no, you're thinking different garbage. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm not talking like go and pick up cups at a trailhead. I'm talking like drive through town in your mom's minivan and see what you can pick up. Because today I got a basketball hoop and I'll send you a picture of it because my dad was looking for a basketball hoop and this guy was throwing out. So we got a basketball hoop. I got a hose. Oh, uh, yeah. Some vinyl flooring. I just think it's an experience that people should enjoy.
1: Dumpster diving.
0: Yeah, but let like I don't know like here they have like trash week, yeah, and like everyone just puts out their shit and like big trash week happens. Okay, like not like you roll your thing to the curb. Like once a month they do like a village trash week, and they like there are like piles of shit out in front of people's houses, and it's just like like weight sets, extra pergo floors, like it is. Yeah. It's a bizarre. I'll send you pictures. It's like an insane thing. Yeah. But I think okay. everyone should pick up, like go, everyone should go dumpster diving once in their life.
1: I th- Yes. Cause it is an experience. I'll say my first summer at hood, um, I lived in this uh, <laughs> addict that had once been a doctor's office that was then converted into whatever you called that we were living in. And We got, um, two different bunk beds from driving around Portland and picking them up off the curb. One of them came with a mattress. The other one, we just put an inflatable on. It didn't have all the, the nuts and bolts. Um, I slept on the top bunk and my friend Grady slept on the bottom one. And every time I rolled over in the middle of the night, it would sway and then hit a wall. So I just learned to not roll over in the middle of the night, but it was great. And we slept on those sketchy bunk beds for like three months. That's the best.
0: Yeah. Everyone should have that experience. Yeah. Because what, I mean, I, again, it's fresh. I did it today, but like, it's, I've done it before, but it's one of those things that like, someone's just throwing this out. Yeah. Like, that's insane to me. Like, they're just like, this is garbage. Yeah. like, I don't know. I hooked the hose up and put a thing on it and it holds water. It's a hose. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like that, but it's just like. I don't know. It's just a stupid thing that came up today and I lived it and it was like funny. And I was like, this is great. I love this. Uh, What else you got? Let's do a couple more. I don't want to keep you too long.
1: Okay. I've got a really specific grip because it hits close to home. Um, I absolutely loathe toe socks.
0: Oh yeah. Everyone does.
1: No, but they don't because here's the thing. So I live – either I w- live in this tight circle, but it has seemed to expand it. started with one employee at Momentski started wearing toe socks. And he was like, oh, it's the greatest thing in the world. Like these toe socks aren't like your, your toe socks from the 90s. These are revolutionary. It's like every one of your toes is getting hugged. And then my husband was like, oh, really? And I was like, don't, don't think about it. And he was like, well, <laughs> I'm I'm just going to buy one pair. And now all of his socks, besides his fancy socks, are toe socks. They are long socks for when he skis. They're shirt socks for no. his vans. Yeah, and he's obsessed with them. And, you know, it's a real bummer where, like, at the end of the day, so – My husband, he's the CEO at Moment Skis. He's an engineer. He has to work on the machines. Like sometimes he comes home and he's all grimy and he's got his hat backwards. And I'm like, yeah, you look good. And then he's having a conversation with me while he's pulling off toe-by-toe, toe toe socks.
0: I don't have time for toe socks. And I have a lot of time. But like (laughs) the extra three, like that would give me anxiety. That would be enough. If I have to put a sock on every toe. Yeah. No, no.
1: and it's just not it's not a good look he knows that I gripe against like like about this all the time so if he listens and there's no offense here he knows my stance on it maybe that's
0: his shtick though maybe he's just doing it because he knows it drives you nuts
1: no because like at first he got a little bit like self-conscious about it and then he was like no they're too good like I'm just gonna do it and so now even when I'm like looking through the laundry and they're there I'm like I can't I can't uh, touch them. I, I can't. I
0: thought socks were done. I thought that was like a, like it was a thing, and now it was over. But I do think this is very localized to your moment, folks. Right now, like it could become like a the next pandemic. But like it right now, be. it's in Reno.
1: Like those toe running shoes or whatever, it could be the next thing. I know so far. Four people that have hopped on this bandwagon and I refuse to, I will not, I don't care if they feel like sleeping bags, like that's disgusting. I am I not. I can't out. do it. No. You
0: know, not no. for me. Absolutely not. Uh, what else we got? Let me see. Uh, I wrote mustaches are back in style, which mm-hmm. your husband always like has a good mustache. So I think you know that, but. He just
1: shaved think... it off last night, actually.
0: Oh, good for him. A little reset. <laughs> But still, like, mustaches are, like, coming back strong again. Mm -hmm. But not, like, true hipster. I think, like, dirtier ones are coming back, which I'm more excited about. Um, I wrote, the world is on fire and we're all going to die. I think think that's happening. Uh, You don't have to be good at something in order to enjoy it. Yes. I'm, like, I'm, I'm really dying on this hill lately.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Because I'm really bad at life and I really enjoy it. So like take that, naysayers.
1: Yeah. No, I'm on that side too. And like not everything that you do as a hobby needs to be something you make money off of. Yeah, like literally just like do some things that aren't so good. Like
0: and just go like my my perfect example is mountain biking. Like I am not a good mountain biker. Yeah. People assume I am cuz I like have this platform and I talk about bikes and stuff. I'm not good at it. Yeah, I'm not even arguably good at skiing. Like, I'm a better skier yes, you than are. not like in the grand scheme, though. Like, I can ski, I can get down a hill, but yeah. like, like, I'm not, I just like it. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah. Like, that's my point. Like, I can get down a mountain, I can ride a mountain bike, but like, you don't have to be good at it. Who cares? Just enjoy it. That's like the point of living and the point of
1: life. Yeah. I'll hop in on that and say that, like, because I started mountain biking when I turned 30. And like learning a skill as as an old as an adult doesn't have to be embarrassing either. Like it's okay to start off and not be good at something. You're not
0: supposed to be good.
1: No, exactly. But I feel like there's so much like self-conscious behavior that comes around like learning something when you're not twelve years old that people just straight up won't do it because they're mortified. Well, because sometimes like here's here's my hot take. I don't love Jerry of the day. I think a lot of times it's poking fun at someone that's trying to go out there and have a good time and not be good at something. There are times in that, but I unfollowed them a long time ago because it's like, I feel like people that are older are like, Oh my God, well, what if someone's going to take a video of me and then put it on the internet? And then I'm embarrassed. And everybody just reminds, remembers me as like someone that got caught with their pants upside down on a chairlift, which is like horrifying, but I was just trying to learn to ski that day. Like it's okay to go out there and still be willing to like learn something and fail.
0: Yeah, if you're gonna fail, fail while trying. And like a good time doing it. Like, I don't know. I always laugh at that stuff. Not the Jerry of the Day stuff. The like someone new will get a mountain bike and like join our crew. And they're like, Well, I'm bad. And I'm like, Yeah, it'd be weird if you were good. Yeah. You've never done this. You're supposed to be bad. Yeah. Great. Like I went dirt biking with the crew, I don't know, a month ago, and they were all so much better than me and i'm like pretty good on a dirt bike i don't say i'm very good at many things their skill set was they were like gazelles through the woods and i was like a fawn learning to walk like they were so good but they kept like tiptoeing to me and be like are you i was like dude i'm having a blast like yeah i don't you got this is stuff i've never ridden it's so above my skill set i can do it safely but like they were like thinking I was going to be, because that's what people do. They get, I'm like, why would I be good at this? I've never done this type of right. thing. Like in this scenario. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you got one?
1: Um, I, I'm running. I'm getting close. Well, one is again, just like a general gripe that I, I, um, it's about my personal space is like, when you stand too close to me in line at the grocery store, like, if I can feel your hot breath on my back, you're a little too close, bud. And I feel like that happens all the time. I don't know if it's just a Reno thing. I feel like I've been brought attention to it in the last few years. It also could have been, like, the whole, like, when 2020 happened and then we all had to distance ourselves. And then there would still be this old man that I was like, I can hear your lungs, like, processing your air. <laughs> like
0: yeah, I I'm fine like, with six feet all I'm the fine. time. Give me six feet. There's no okay. reason. No. For anything. Even yeah. if, like I don't want you to know what's in my cart. Not that I care, but like there's Cheetos and Cheesy Puffs and like variations of Cheetos, but like I don't you're just too close. Yeah. I I yeah, that's an easy one for everybody. Six feet. I think just bring back six feet. Like just like just because we don't have like a like a global pandemic, we're still gross. Nothing's changed, probably grosser now. So yeah. like just like I'm gross, hundred percent, all the time.
1: Oh my god, I'm disgusting. I am like a feral beast, especially if I'm on any type of work job because I ate all this. Is, this is probably Max's gripe on me. Um, I think it's bad luck to take a shower when I'm on a ski trip, so I will go for the longest time possible. I will start putting my hair up in a top nut on top of my head because it's so greasy. Because God forbid, so yeah, I'm disgusting. I should stay away from people
0: yeah and they should stay away from us
1: yeah exactly just like like know your know your place it, it goes back to like it's just a general seinfeld thing which i'm a fan of seinfeld but yeah like the close talker like nobody wants a close talker
0: no, stay away from me like this is almost too close and we're on a screen
1: yeah i know yeah exactly
0: <laughs> uh i've got one more and then i'm gonna ask you a couple quick fire questions and then i'll set you free cool This is more of a statement, and I want your opinion. I think brands are focusing too much on YouTube and influencers and not thinking about the long-term play.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because I think we've maybe casually had a conversation about that. Um, Yeah, I... I am agreeing with you on that statement. I think this last year has been a really interesting time, especially in the outdoor space. And obviously there's been some like headlines of brands like dropping their athlete team and focusing in on influencer. And what I'll say is that sometimes it is, especially for people that aren't part of like a core industry, like as skiers, I think we sit a little bit aside from like a lot of people that are especially coming into this community now um where it could be nice to see somebody that maybe isn't like a professional athlete doing something that you love and supporting a brand that you think that you should love uh but it bothers me especially when it comes to like a media side of things too like big time
0: it's yeah i mean one it's our livelihood so that's yeah. important but two it's just like even taking that out And I, we can't take that out, but they're just like, you get, I'll get an email back and be like, Oh, we're only focusing on that. And I'm like, that's a mistake. Like, I'm not saying that I'm like, I'm not the mistake, but like, you're only focusing on that. Like that seems like a miss like that. I don't know. I don't like, I'm just blown away by, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm entirely wrong. And like, it's all just going to shift and like, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. But like, I don't think so. Like, I don't think, I don't know. You need good photos. You need good videos. Like you need that Mm long-term and like you you do need a mix of like this 10 second bullshit. And like, we do it all the time. Like it's part of what we do, Mm -hmm. but like there still needs to be like a long. I don't think, and again, maybe I'm wrong, but like these just seem like such short-term knee jerk reactions to like what's happening.
1: Yeah. No, I think so too. And again, I also don't know I'm not on the inside and I'm not reading like algorithms and what like SEO or anything that's happening. But I also and obviously, yeah, we're both biased and I don't think I can take my opinion out of it at all. Um, But yeah, I still really value high quality content. I always have. But that's also what inspired me to get into this industry. Like, what hired me to continue to progress and do all of these things was because there was high quality coming out.
0: we're back i don't my th- my recorder just reset but it was recording you the whole time you were talking i just couldn't oh revolve.
1: my god okay uh-huh. well also i'm <laughs> i'm a podcaster so i'm also recording my audio too in case dang
0: you know. so we're triple backed up now
1: oh yeah we're well we're ultra because it's rec- well, yeah
0: i mean it was only a minute there but whatever. Uh, I hit record again. So we'll see, but um, okay. I don't know where we were cause I lost it all, but um,
1: that's okay. Just that. I think it's important. Yeah. The high quality stuff is important. And I think that there should be a mix I've, of like, yeah, 10 second clips, like reels, whatever, but also there is an importance to like high quality imagery and like making an example of like your product and high quality imagery. And again, yeah, I'm, I'm biased as all hell. I still want to work in this industry. I still want to do my job because even though I was burnt out like nine months ago, I, I still really love this. And every time I go to work, I enjoy it. And every time I get a photo where I'm like, that is exactly what I wanted. That is high quality shit. I'm not half-assing. I don't half-ass anything. doesn't mean that all of my stuff is always really good, but I put my whole damn ass into like every production. And then when I see something that comes out from someone else where I knew that that was like a half-ass or like barely any booty in the thing at all, it like bums me out because I feel like I get undervalued for how – much effort I've put into, you know, obviously working really hard at my job and improving.
0: Yeah. It's, I just think there's room for both. Like that's my like best. And like what I'm seeing lately is they're just like, not, they're like, Oh, we only want people big on YouTube right now. And you're like, what? Like, that's stupid. Like you should want anyone who provides value to your brand And you should look at that in every way that you can.
1: Yeah. And especially like even on TikTok too. And what's crazy to me is obviously like this outdoor industry, especially with all other industries, budgets are like way different and they can be like far more tight. But when you look at some of the budgets that are going to like a 15 second video on TikTok, it can be like tens of thousands of dollars. And you're like, wait, what? Like I try so hard just, yeah, like to get just a couple thousand dollars off of a company when i like work for like a really hard project that involves me getting out somewhere and i'm not just in my living room like yeah
0: sleeping in my car
1: yeah yeah it's cold out it's like the negatives like my gear on my back right now is probably over like ten thousand dollars worth of value and i'm out here in the rain and the weather like risking that all and then you're deciding like yeah again i'm a little bit biased because i'm like no no.
0: it's wait. i'm I, I and like i think there's value to both but i just think i think there has to be both and i, I think, think there the has to be. are just like and i hope it's just like a quick like that was a mistake not a mistake but like that was a fad that was a thing but like mm-hmm. i just like we're not gonna have anything good from events or like things mm-hmm. from the last five years yes. you can go look at like photos from I don't know something stupid I the second iron man that ever existed in North America I don't know what that is but like they're good photos they exist they're like re like and yeah. we're losing that at these events I don't know it not just events but everything brands I, it bums me out I don't I just think it's too one-sided
1: yeah and I think I don't know I again I, that's hard for me to say too but I do imagine that it will be a fad and there will be like a resurgence on that just kind of like I don't know not that I think there's going to be a total renaissance with print but I've been talking to, I've been griping on that for a while that I think especially like our generation of people coming back in where we still like tangible items and we like to feel there's like texture and etc in Print. I think there's a little bit of resurgence right there. Maybe it's a little bit of a fad. I don't know if in 20 years there's going to be huge print everywhere, but like, you need to have a little bit of both.
0: I oh, I just blast my knee. I think print had to quote unquote die in order to live. Mm. I think that's where we're at right now. I think print got, for lack of a better term, just greedy, and like some of the magazines they were putting out monthly were shit. Mm -hmm. And they were covered in ads with three articles and the articles were garbage. And uh, so I don't, it failed. But now like this, this little like print revival, they're quality magazines. They're things that I don't want a shitty magazine 12 times a year. I want two good ones twice a year, like, or one good one a year. Like, that's okay. Like, give me something that I can like, value
1: yeah yeah exactly that has has i mean like on our coffee table right now we obviously have some like mountain gazettes um which we would have even if i wasn't a photographer for them but we have mountain gazettes and that's like a product that like holds a lot of value in it because of its texture because of its size i have adventure journals that are over there too and they're like worthy if it was once a year, twice a year, however often I got it. But like the production that comes into it is so nice that it's like, yeah, I can keep it on a shelf and someone can pull it off. It can be a coffee table book. It's never going to expire. Like it'll probably stay in my collection of all my other magazines that I have for however long. Cause I got a lot of those.
0: Yeah. It, it definitely, but I do think it had to die a little bit in order to evolve. Mm-hmm. I think we're there and I think, There's a lot of neat stuff coming down the pipeline.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. I agree. I'm really excited about it.
0: Well, yeah, because it's a job.
1: I know. (laughs) That too.
0: (laughs) No, because it's good. It's something to be proud of. That's, I mean, that's the whole idea. It's something to be proud of that you can show. Like there's Mm -hmm. always something to be said for being printed. Like I've been posted billions of times. I've been printed numerous times. Mm -hmm. cool no one will ever take that from me. Like I have full, like full page ads in backpacker magazine of like photos that I took. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Like I'm proud of that to this day. Like I will get that framed and like, hang it in my office. Like that's a print magazine. That's cool.
1: Yep. I agree. I keep, I, if I have something in print, even if I get it, um, Like, shipped to me, I'll go to a Barnes and Noble and I'll pick up like another copy. Cause also, like, the grabbing it off of a shelf means like a lot to me personally. And I'm always proud of it. I have, yeah, a stack of, there are some from Japan that I don't have. But other than that, I have like every single thing that I've ever had in print. And I will not get rid of those for the life of me. Cause that, yeah, that shit matters to me. That matters to 13 year old me and that matters to 33 year old me.
0: Yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive. There's something to be said for it. Yeah. Pizza or tacos?
1: Uh, tacos.
0: Pool or beach?
1: Neither beach.
0: Neither? You just hate water?
1: Yeah, I, do, long story, but I almost drowned when I was oh, <laughs> no. Um, and then didn't really, I've like been overcoming my fear of water in the last few years. So now I get into the water, but I don't like to do either.
0: Fruits or vegetables? Veggies. Text or call? Text. Comedy or horror? Comedy. Waffle or pancake? Waffle. Groomers or pow?
1: Oh, I. Uh,
0: I see oh no one. God. No one struggles with this, and I knew you would.
1: Because people are gonna hate me. I love a groomer. The ski racer in me will never die if there's a really good groom. But I love a pow day. But like, I don't know. No, a, a, a groomer. Mm.
0: Gross. <laughs> I know. Coffee or tea?
1: I know. I'm a ski racer. I'm sorry. And I'm from Minnesota. I love a good groom.
0: Coffee or tea? Coffee. If you could cook a meal for someone, what would it be and who would it be?
1: Dead Uh, or
0: alive. Dead or or alive.
1: Uh, oh shit. Um, I think I, oh God, well, the pressure would be on. I think I would invite Julia Child over and I would say, oh, what am I really good at? I'm really good at cooking. Um, it'd be really fun to do some type of like maybe a risotto with a short rib on top and then some like roasted Brussels sprouts with a few like fried crispy leaves on it, maybe a little like lemon zest over the risotto. Um, and then I would bake uh apple pie.
0: Dang, even the dessert included.
1: Yeah, I I really love to host I'm I'm really good cook. I mean, I'm really good.
0: Julia Child is like the she was a
1: chef, right? Yeah, um, and there would be a lot of pressure because, yeah, the the art of, like, French cooking – oh, my God, I'm butchering the name of it, but it's, like, one of the top five Bibles of of cooking. Um, and I wouldn't – I would bold move. Yeah, I wouldn't – well, because I wouldn't want to make one of her recipes. Like, otherwise, I'd make French onion soup, but I'm not going to make French onion soup for Julia Child. <laughs> like, no way. <laughs> uh,
0: any more – Any more gripes? Any more things that are grinding your gears? Anything you got kind of moving and grooving?
1: Um actually one second. My battery is about to die on my computer, so let me just put that in. Oh yeah. Because that would be awful. All right. Okay. Here's my last. Hot take. <laughs> um, And I'll just say, this is a shout out to anyone in the industry. Don't ghost people in emails. If you're not interested in the product, just say so. If you went with another photographer, just – say so. Don't just leave me on red or anybody on red. It's really easy to just say, hey, I'm sorry, we're going in a different direction. Or like, I don't think this is the feel that we're going for for this campaign. And it makes everybody else feel, it makes the room clear. Like, just don't ghost people. Takes two seconds.
0: I'm going to add to that and just say in general. In general. Like, I'm, I'm way out the dating game, happily. But like, the stories I hear, I'm like, just if you're not into it, don't do it. And that's fine. Yeah. but Like just be nice to people and being nice to somebody is just responding.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: We went, we went with a different, like we went in another direction or we did this or like, I don't know. I, I full wholeheartedly agree with you on that. And any aspect professional, non-professional, like just, I don't know. I think we're all humans. I think that's true. I could be wrong. Maybe We'll find out later in life, but like we're all humans and we're just trying to have human interactions, whether it's jobs or relationships. And like I think we're so torn in all these different directions with like again, I'm not getting political, but like politics, media, everything. Like even people fight about what bike brands are better or ski. And it's like we're all humans who have opinions. Like yeah, it matters. Just be courteous, respond, say no thanks, say thank you.
1: It's really that simple, yeah. Oh, especially on like the brand stuff, too, because yeah, that'll be like I'll get into a conversation with someone and they'll be like, Oh, yeah, I'm losing the ski industry, so we'll talk about this. And they'll have like a really hot take about one, like, I won't like no to Solomon or whatever. And I'm just like, Okay, like, I, I don't know. Like, if I see someone with Solomon boots, I mean, I do have a pair of Solomon boots, but I see somebody else in salmons i'm not gonna be like that's such a shitty brand like i can't believe you do that just like everybody's gonna like something different it's okay it's great yeah you don't have to love moment skis i never asked you to you can like whatever you like you can like nordica you can like old school straight ktu skis like that's fine just be nice and don't be a dick to somebody about something if you're, I mean, cause yeah, because then if you really put, if you poke the bear and the Emily bear, then Emily will get really opinionated and then you do really don't want to do that. Cause I don't want to do that. I have it in me. Um, but like, I'd rather just be like, okay, cool. Like we, we have opposite thoughts and that's fine.
0: And that's cool.
1: And that's cool. It's like
0: going back to being human. Like we're all human, just trying to survive on this fiery ball of death that we're floating on.
1: Yeah. We don't know what we're doing.
0: Shit. no. If we knew what we were doing, it wouldn't be fun.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But again, like just, yeah, just be, be nice, be calm and considerate because you never know. Yeah. We all are affected by things every single day. And if you are just, yeah, even appeal to someone in the nicest way, like we're going in a different direction that will make them feel better. Cause you never know. They could spiral. That could be like the worst thing that happens. Just be nice and say, no, you know,
0: it's nice to be nice.
1: It's nice to be nice. And answer hey. your
0: goddamn emails.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're from the East Coast, and even you agree that. That's such a hardcore Minnesotan thing to just be damn nice. But like- just be nice.
0: That's been my whole life. I just kill them with kindness. Like, I – and again, I'm fortunate in that, like, I don't have a temper. I don't – like, I just, like, I don't care. Someone could be, like, yelling at me, and, like, I pull it out. Like, my way of being an asshole is to be nice Mm -hmm. because it wins i'm like oh Mm -hmm. god bless and i just walk away (laughs) i just don't care like but it's nice to be nice and answer your emails that's what we're going for that's what we came full circle on here
1: yep answer your emails and it's nice to be nice i agree
0: uh emily thank you where can people follow you find you listen to your podcast anything else you kind of got going here
1: Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at Emily underscore Tidwell underscore photo. Um, I post things there and I do work in the photo world there. Um, Gated is at um, gated, I think, dot the podcast on Instagram. And um, yeah, my. My website is just my portfolio. I don't know if if you get your jollies off looking at people's portfolios. I don't think you really need that. Uh, don't follow my It's Not interesting, but yeah.
0: <laughs> no one over the age of 25 should be on TikTok. They should be banned.
1: I usually just use my TikTok to like repost to Reels and it's usually like what I shot versus what I got. Otherwise, it's like some stupid thing every once in a while. But yeah, I really don't use it.
0: I'm just mad that I'm not good at it.
1: Let's be it's, it's, it's real. Yeah. If I was good at it and I was making like $50,000 a post, My I'd TikTok
0: be so. Yeah. No. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I had a great time. This is fun. I'm always down to grape.
0: Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's always fun to do.